Greetings, dear listeners. Welcome back to another Blue Collar Lutherans podcast episode. Uh, Again, I am solo today. Uh, It is a busy time of year for folks here uh, at St. Peter's and, and for my co-host. And today's going to be another quick little uh, ans- answering a question from a listener. And today's question is is uh, an interesting one, one that I didn't expect to get. And this question was, how, how do I discern God's will? How do I discern God's will? But before we get into that question today, folks, uh, I just want to Thank you, listeners, for uh, tuning in and being a part of this conversation. Thank you for sending in your questions, uh, and know that uh, perhaps your questions will take some time to be answered. Uh, Know that we consider them, but we only produce shows bi-weekly, and we kind of produce them ahead of time, uh, oftentimes, too. So, uh, keep sending in those questions, but know that they may not be answered immediately, uh, and that's okay. So keep tuning in. So thank you for those that do. Uh, we appreciate that. Also, if you are somebody that lives near the the Wymore area, and you don't have a church home, and you want to see the, the Faces for Radio <laughs> and meet us, uh, and see what the, the Lutheran Church is all about, come and worship here at St. Peter's Lutheran Church. You can find us on Facebook, St. Peter's Lutheran Church uh, in Wymore on Facebook. All righty. Now, today's question is, how do I discern God's will? And uh, that's that's a great question because life is oftentimes full of very big decisions. Um, should I marry this person? Should I take this job? What major should I have? Um, uh, do I need to leave this church, perhaps? Da, 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 da. There's all these major decisions and questions that we kind of run across. And most of the time, the hardest choices that we have to make are between two good options, um, two options that don't make something obvious. Uh, so this podcast, uh, we're going to answer answer this in, in kind of three ways. Uh, and really uh, share this podcast with anybody that's going through a hard decision. This this might be something that could be helpful for them, and, this, and I, I truly think that it will be. But before we get into this, to discerning God's will for our life, uh, I want to sort of talk about how there's many different philosophies uh, in theologies that that people think about how God kind of runs everything. Um in a different perspective, and I'm going to give you the Lutheran perspective. So, uh, there's there's different perspectives in teaching as to just how much control humans have over their day-to-day lives. They range from fate-filled, determinist view of God. So, there's uh, individuals, and this is kind of from the, the, the Calvinist view, that every single step we take, every single thing we do is determined by God, and we are just along for the ride, and we are kind of just puppets. Um, And then there is the idea that there is a passive uh, view of God, where God, well, he made the world, and he sent Jesus and saved the world, and well, now he's hands off. Um, I'm going to make the suggestion that it is neither of those things, and actually it's in the middle of them. Uh, God does not determine every minute little thing in our in our lives. He doesn't choose if we're going to eat Wheaties or Cheerios in the morning. 
Uh, but God is also not hands off at all. So uh, what I want to let you know is the Lutheran uh, understanding of this is that free will is articulated um, in a way that lands in the middle of these things. Uh, and so way back when, in the 16th century during Luther's time, they they had debates about this. And where they landed was that uh, apart from God, we have a bound free will. Our, our free will is bound up when it comes to spiritual matters. So when it comes to getting right with God, with, with uh, being in right standing with him, our will is bound. We have nothing, uh, and we are incapable of saving ourselves. We have a goose egg on that scoreboard. As a matter of fact, we can't even show up to the game uh, when it comes to getting right with God, with getting right spiritually with the Lord, He does it for us through the Holy Spirit, through hearing the proclamation of the Word. Uh, we can only be enemies of God uh, without Him intervening in our lives. So our, our will, when it comes to belief in Him, when it comes to um, uh, living the Christian life, is bound by the Spirit, by 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 the Lord um, working that in us. So our our perfection, our justification, so to speak, is given to us. It's laid upon us by God. And then our sanctification, so our Christian walk, is also orchestrated and um, is, is moved and smoothed over and, and uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? is uh, crafted by God as we continue to come back to him and worship, as we continue to hear his good news over and over and over again. He, he shapes us to be like him. So our will, in that sense, in the spiritual sense, is bound by God. We've, we have nothing. <laughs> we contribute nothing to that. But when it comes to everyday affairs... Like, what do I want for dinner? What type of shoes do I want to wear? Uh, am I going to drive a, uh, a truck with a Duramax diesel and Allison transmission or with a Mopar engine and transmission that I don't even know because they're not famous and cool, like Silverados. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, right when it comes to those things, um, we are free to invite the wisdom of God into... Um, that stuff. So we, uh, let's see here, we can then ask God guidance for discerning what would be right in the instances of kind of, well, what job should I choose? Which person should I marry? Um, and <laughs> I know it might feel, that might feel not, uh, like the best answer, we wish that God would just give us a, a magic eight ball <laughs> and we shake it up and it just tells us which direction to, gr to go, but that's not the case. So I have a threefold approach of a way to help discern God's will in our life. And man, I've used this in my life. I've taught people this uh, over and over again, and it is extremely helpful. Uh, so first is to assess, assess the situation. Uh, we call this in the in the the seminary world first article wisdom. So the first article of the creed is 
I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of the heavens and earth, of all things. So God created you. God created your wisdom. God has created all of the knowledge in the world and the knowledge that you have. Um, use that well. Assess the situation. Um, uh, and God also kind of gave you a conscience. He gave you gut feelings, right? Uh, what does your gut say? So if you are making an instinctual decision and it feels like it is the wrong choice, it feels like, man, this is going against my morals, this is going to violate clear teachings and tenets of my faith, um, is this going to break the uh, uh, kind of the, the moral teachings or the laws of, um, of what I know to be true? Well, man, that's, that's, you're, that's, some, that's some wisdom right there. Follow that. Uh, if it's going to offend your conscience, if this decision is going to hinder your ability to be faithful in other callings that you have, it's probably not the right decision. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Right, so do, do you have the ability within you and the oppor- opportunity around you to faithfully embrace this path and should you walk it? So is this the right decision, right? You're just going to be looking at this logically with wisdom, with your... Uh, somewhat of a gut feeling. Uh, next uh, is, <coughs> excuse me, well, yeah, also, <laughs> if we're using logic, right, like let's say you have um, a job opportunity in uh, the just very north Minnesota, and but but you have a crippling fear of ice uh, and you hate the cold and... Um, you know, you drive a Prius and you don't want to <laughs> you don't want to buy a truck to be able to drive in the snow. It's probably the right decision not to go and take that job. <laughs> or let's say um you hate swimming, you don't like the water and da 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 da. You're probably it's probably gonna be the wrong decision to try to be an Olympic swimmer. <laughs> right? Use assess the situation, have honest answers to the self-assessment, and it's probably going to yield to you uh, a lot of pretty clear direction. So the first is assess. The second is to ask. And ask others specifically. Ask people who share your faith and who you know are going to give you their honest opinion on your potential course of action. This is what you want. You want people that have a... uh, um, this is a crass way of saying it. You want people that that aren't going to BS you. You want people that are going to give it to you straight. Um, if they sit there and they say that like, hey, dude, this is going to be a terrible decision. You shouldn't do this. Or, hey, man, I've seen some red flags with this person. You shouldn't marry that gal. Uh, well, you should take that into consideration. Um, <laughs> uh, also... Uh, we know that Christianity teaches that, that the only place God speaks with unquestioned authority and power is in his word. But that God does offer incredible wisdom and guidance through his people. Uh, when For my path to become a pastor, it was, it was a really long path. And guess what? I had individuals in my life for years pointing me in this direction. And I talked with people, and I and I and people who I consider way wiser than me, much smarter than me. And by the way, that's a caveat. Talk to people who are smarter than you are. Always do that. Um, 
people that are way wiser than me. And it usually came down to, uh, it sounds like you should be a pastor. And the ultimate last straw was my wife. <laughs> she said, Michael, uh, stop hemming and hawing over this. You're going to be a pastor. And lo and behold, look, look at this. So God can give us tremendous amount of wisdom through his people. And uh, <laughs> it's good to invite them into to this. So you should ask God also, uh, ask God the Father in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom and clarity of heart. So ask. So first is assess. Second is to ask, have the conversation with people, process it. And third, finally, act. Do the thing. (laughs) Make a decision. So if you're after the honest assessment, um, or if you're after input from others, and, and you're praying for wisdom, and the decision you want to make seems like the one that you can and should make, then go for it. If there are multiple paths seem viable, then choose one. Uh, people of the faith, people that, that believe in Christ, often find that God's will is not something that just is a euphoric emergence. There's no aha moment before they depart on the decision they're supposed to make, but it becomes clearer as the journey goes forward. So assess, ask, and then act. Do the thing. And I know perhaps you are hoping for a silver bullet, right? right? You don't want realism. You don't want uh, logic. You, you, you just want God to come and, and to point you in the direction, right? Uh, but that would be too easy. And it would be also incredibly boring and frankly would require very little faith. Uh, a strong and good story of, of guaranteed success is not much of a story. <laughs> and it wouldn't be worth reading. So why would that story be worth living? Uh, now that probably sounds like a cliche. <laughs> but it's true. Uh And and consider that perhaps God's will for your life isn't a particular outcome in the end, right? So we always think so so outcome-oriented. We always think so bottom line. Uh, But the particular attitude along the way is the point. What if your task is as a creature, you're a creature created by God, is simply faithfulness in him? And you leave to him, the creator, with the fruitfulness of the thing. In Christian theology, this approach is seen as ideal, right? So, uh, I every time I go up and preach, I use every possible resource I have. I use my skill. I use my uh, uh, I use rhetoric. I, I I study the scripture deeply. I hone my skill of that craft. Uh, but I do not uh, worry too much about whether or not it's going to be efficacious, if it's going to be effective, uh, because I do, I assess, um, and, and I do as well as I can, and then I leave the results up to God. Uh, and this is seen as ideal, right, allowing uh, just to be faithful in God's fruitfulness, because it allows God to be God, the all-knowing, all-powerful God, and allows us humans to be human. Discerning God's will the best that they can, but knowing that the outcome has been secured by God's own Son.
So we know that no matter what, no matter what decisions we make, uh, even though we try, and, and no matter how gray of an area those decisions may be, uh, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> the Lord is going to take over everything, but that does not mean you should not be diligent in assessing. It doesn't mean that you should not be diligent in asking both people you trust who aren't going to BS you, people who are smarter than you, but ultimately asking God in the name of Jesus through the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom and then go and do the thing. Uh, Yeah, so that is my advice on how you can discern God's will. Uh, Let us know what you think of that. Um, And again, we thank you for continuing to listen. This has been Vicar Winkler on the Blue Collar Lutherans podcast. Uh, Share this one in particular with somebody who's probably working through a tough decision. All right, folks, until next time.